New year, new credit scores. Chime makes it easier to build credit by using your own money to make on-time payments with a secured Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card. Use it everywhere Visa credit cards are accepted. To apply, just open a Chime checking account with a qualifying direct deposit. There's no annual fee or credit check required when applying. Get started at Chime.com slash build. That's Chime.com slash build. The Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card is issued by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Late payment may negatively impact your credit score. Results may vary. Morgan. And now, now, it's the Mike Kelter Show. The show is flying by. I don't even know what's going on. This weekend, Comic-Con is in town. Of all goddamn weekends, I'm going away. Comic-Con's in town, and Comic-Con is notorious for inviting all these great guests, promoting it for a year, and then all the great guests uh, bail the last minute. This year, it seems like everybody's in town already. It seems like it's going great. And one of the things that you uh, usually get at these Comic-Cons is they'll take several people from a movie or a TV show and they'll group them together and you'll have an opportunity to go meet them. Like we talked about earlier in the week, you, there were people who had photo opportunities with Michael J. Fox and Christopher Lloyd and, uh, and all the guys from uh, Back to the Future. This year, one of the things that I've seen for the first time is uh, people from the TV show MASH. Now, is Jamie Farr on, on the hotline? Let's welcome to this show... Carmen, if you can put it up for me, uh, this is the great Jamie Farr. Jamie, how are you, sir? Yes, good morning to you. I am just fine, and I have to tell you, I uh, got in uh, kind of late yesterday, so I'm getting used to the three-hour uh, time difference. I'm from California, right? and I'm very, very happy to say that everybody here has been wonderful. I've been to Tampa before at Tampa Bay area, and you, you have a wonderful people here. Were you born and raised here? No, sir. I, I grew up in New York, but I've been down here since 1989. So I'm officially Floridian now. And yeah, they are they are a good they are a good group of people down here. I think you'll enjoy they your time. Are just wonderful, yeah. And they put up with us Californians, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have to tell you, it, it, I am a long time. I'm sure, like many people that you meet at Comic Cons and talk to in your daily show, I am a huge fan of the television show Mash. I'm 52 years old, so I was young. When it came out, but I did watch it and I watched uh, growing up in New York. I watched the reruns every night that they had them on. And sometimes they would show them like uh, at five o'clock and then again at 11 p.m. at the time. This is before really cable was a big deal. Yeah, let me ask you something. Was it the music that got you involved at haunting music? And then you said, what was that? And then you went and watched it. You you got hooked on it. And you didn't understand the show when you were quite young. But then as you got older, you said, you know, this is a pretty funny show with some pretty funny lines in it. I, I don't know what made me more depressed, the MASH song or the Taxi song. Both those songs <laughs> yeah. were tear-inducing songs. I learned about depression at a young age of seven from the from those themes. I'll tell you what it was. It was that it was the idea that the uh, I didn't quite understand the war aspect of it, but I did understand the medical aspect and the character development on that show uh, it was was so strong. And the actors and the writing it for a show that had been on as long as it was, you think that after like you watch a show now after three seasons they all start to stink. As much as Mash went on, and I was explaining earlier. Uh, the idea that you can lose so many major characters and replace them with some that were maybe even better than the original characters uh, is amazing to have, to have so many on MASH. 
Yes. You know, the thing is, is that uh, at that time, there was just three networks. You know, it was ABC, right. CBS, and NBC. And so if there was a popular show, uh, some of the network, the other networks, would try to take some of the characters, the actors from the show, to weaken it and, and offer them something on another series for them on their channel. And that's what happened to a couple of our, our characters that we had, like McLean Stevenson, who was Colonel Blake. Uh, he loved doing The Tonight Show. So at that time, NBC said, well, listen, uh, you know, we're looking for a replacement for uh, Johnny Carson. Uh, you come with us and uh, and uh, we'll see to it that, uh, you know, you, we put you on more often on The wow. Tonight Show. And so McLean's, uh, you know, contract was kind of up. And he said, what the heck? I'm going to leave the show and I'll go over to NBC. So they would try to sabotage various shows. Was the cast cast angry with McLean Stevenson when he left? uh, No, not not at all. uh, You know, obviously, actors, uh, (laughs) this is such a crazy business, uh, as you probably know. Uh, as Bob Hope used to say, one day you're eating the chicken, and the next day you're plucking the feathers. It's either feast or famine. <laughs> so what you do is you say, okay, he's got an opportunity to improve himself. And uh, we said, okay, if, that, if, if the his contract was up and that, and and they couldn't negotiate it, it's up to him to you know continue with his career. So that's that's what happened. You, in, nobody in was worried. Cases, they never they never gave them. Uh, what they said they were going to do, they put him in a TV series right. that didn't work, and the next thing you know, you know, he's uh, he's out of work. Wait, wait, and you weren't worried for the integrity of the show. You're like, oh, if we lose this guy, it could ruin our show. You you guys weren't concerned with that. Well, they the, yes, some of the people were because that was the first thing that happened uh, was when I think Mac left the show, and of course that was the episode that we uh, had called Absinia uh, Henry. And and uh, we we had thought when we said goodbye to him that when he was leaving uh, to go back to the states uh, that uh, he he wasn't going to be killed. Right. And uh, we we said goodbye, and then the next day we got a phone call and said, "Hey, there's an extra page that you have to do that to come in." We said, "What was that?" We said goodbye to him, and uh, they brought us in, and uh, they didn't show the the other cast members; they just showed the uh, the major uh, cast members. And the, uh, they didn't even tell the uh, camera operator or the director of photography, wow. just the director. And they took us aside and they said, okay, this is what's happened. The plane crashes and, uh, you know, Colonel Blake is no longer. And some of the uh, actors were upset about it. And they said, look, that's war. Yeah. That's, that's what happens. You it, lose it was, people you love. It was one of the most emotional things because the, the, uh, everybody says goodbye and they all missed their friend. And then they're in surgery, and uh, the doctors yeah. are operating, and Radar walks in without a mask on, and uh, and Alan Alda yells. You know, he only said, did that one time, and those reactions that you saw from the other people, only the only the uh, ca- the major cast members knew about it, but the reactions that you got from around with all of the other mini mash uh, people in the uh, operating room, that was their true reaction to uh, what they heard. Finding uh, and out, he only wow. did one take. Yeah, wow, that's pretty ama- that's pretty amazing, man. Uh, this is Jamie Farrow, who's joining us on the show. Of course, played Corporal Klinger, who would never fly today in today's society as a man who is trying to prove that he was crazy <laughs> to get a Section Eight, so he dressed as a woman back then in the in the uh, Korean War. That would have been considered crazy, although now it seems pretty uh, run of the mill. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, he came on the show for one day and stayed for eleven years. 
But, you know, people, uh, men dressing up uh, as uh, in, in women's clothing has been around for a long time. Charlie's aunt and uh, I think uh, William Powell did it in a, in a movie. Oh, Milton, and, Burrow, uh, Milton Burrow did Milton it. Milton Burrow so did people, it. Yeah. yeah, Flip Wilson did it. Geraldine. So, yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's an old ploy uh, with it. Uh, but I was the only one that uh, just played it straight. You know, they usually right. they tried to disguise themselves and pretend that they were somebody else. Oh, so you with that your would big, be unusual thing with your with your dress on and your mini pearl hat and your hairy arms was the funniest thing ever. <laughs> and the bow legs. <laughs> the bow legs. I mean, like, Klinger Klinger was a real great was a great character. If I ask you, because there is easily one of the most memorable Klinger moments on this show. And I don't know if this is the same worldwide or with you. Uh, is there an episode of of Clingers that stands out the most in your in your mind that people talk to you about yeah. the most? Yeah, they think flying over the compound with the fuzzy pink slippers. Oh, that, uh, that that's, good too. that's one. And then showing up as a Statue of Liberty when General MacArthur uh, oh. comes in uh, at it. They, they, that got one of the biggest laughs in the history of television. Uh, and I tell you why I, I the show aired, and I happened that we weren't working the next day, and I happened to be uh, in the Beverly Hills area walking, and everybody, uh, bus drivers were honking their horn and waving at me, and everything else. People actually fell off of their sofas and oh, chairs sure. when they saw me as as the Statue of Liberty. <laughs> it, it, it was a very a very funny moment. I could picture it in my head too. But the episode that we all talk about in this show is. When Klinger tried to eat the Jeep. Oh, yeah. That's, uh, well, I told him that's cannibalism because uh, I'm from Toledo, Ohio, and, you know, all the Jeeps were made in Toledo. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, that, that was wonderful uh, to, to do. Listen, to, to also, I wanted to tell you, you know, Loretta Swit and Jeff Maxwell, Loretta, Major Hula, excuse me, Major Houlihan, uh, is going to be at Comic Con, and uh, Jeff Maxwell, Igor, the chef. Yep. And uh, Bob Eubanks, uh, you know, from the newlywed game, and that, and Corey Feldman is going to be there. Yeah, uh, oh, Richard, there's a lot. Uh, of... Richard Carnes from uh, Home, Home Improvement. Improvement is an old buddy of mine, and Walter Koenig from uh, Star Trek. We were all a lot of us were all starving actors together. <laughs> no kidding. I, yeah, there's. A, I'll tell you, I was saying this earlier. The the Comic Con has really delivered this year. There's in addition to the comic books and stuff, they reach out more into pop culture, and I think that that has a broader appeal. And uh, to have you there and Loretta Switzer, that's a very, and, and Igor, that's an opportunity for people to, to take a picture that they've never would get that chance. Do you, are you guys uh, like a close-knit family, like a lot of those shows that work together yes. for so long? Yeah, still stay yeah, together, yeah, yeah. Well, we were, you know, we were together for 11 years. It was our second uh, family. Actually, sometimes our first family, we spent more hours you know, shooting because it was a one camera show. We didn't have an audience. Right. And uh, we were together, you know, but we also enjoyed it. Uh, we would uh, uh, come home laughing uh, uh, and then couldn't wake up the next morning to get back to work to, uh, the, and, and of course we've now, there's only like five of us left. We've, uh, we've lost so many of our wonderful, wonderful performers. I watched the show myself because it's like opening a family album. And oh, you see sure. all of your friends that you worked with, and this way it gives me an opportunity to reminisce of all the, uh, you know, we lost Harry Morgan, David Ogden Stiers, and and uh, Larry Linville, and Wayne Rogers, and Bill Christopher, and you know, it um, it, it really we, is. Uh, we've been fortunate enough to watch it to have so many. We've had Alan Hald on the show, we had Wayne Rogers, we had uh, uh, Mike uh, B J. 
Mike was on the Farrell, show. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we've had a lot of, uh, which is funny because I heard that uh, Gary Berghoff lived here and I've never run across him. He's never been on the show, but uh, we've had so many yeah, members Gary of the show. Gary doesn't like to travel. He he, uh, he doesn't like that. We we called him and said, hey, we're going to be close by. Why don't you just come on by, even if you don't want to, you know, sign autographs and do things and meet the people, at least. We can get together, maybe go out to lunch or something. He uh, he just doesn't like to travel. Uh, yeah. He he's pretty close to his uh, you know his family and and that. But we do stay in touch. Are you eighty nine years old? Yeah, I turned eighty nine July the first. <laughs> Let me tell you, I talk to a lot of people on this show. You have it way together for an eighty nine year old guy. I talk to sixty year old guys just who can't make a sentence. You sound fantastic. <laughs> Well, you know, you have to be in this business, uh, as they as they say. Uh, uh, you know, you got your light, and don't hide it under a basket. I did Tuesdays with Lori, the uh, the one person, sh- the uh, two people show the thing with Mitch Album and yep. that. And I remember saying that to him, as the professor, you got a light, don't hide it under a basket, <laughs> just keep it going. I think I think it's great. We're talking to Jamie Farr, who of course famous for playing Klinger on Mash. You could meet him this weekend along with Loretta Swit. You know, this is my 70th year in this business. I don't know if you know that or not. I started, I was 19 years old. Uh, my first movie was Blackboard Jungle at MGM. Wow. With Sidney Poitier, Glenn Ford, and uh, Vic Morrow, and uh, Paul Mazursky, and uh, oh gosh, uh, that was so exciting for me for a kid coming from Toledo, Ohio, winding up uh, on the MGM lot and see Elizabeth Taylor used to come and visit our set and, uh, uh, Leslie Nielsen, Walter Pidgeon, all the wonderful actors that you grew up, you know, watching in the in the uh, theater. There were so many, so many uh, people would be uh, doing cameos on Mash too. You, I look now, uh, and I yeah. recognize so many actors that would that were there that went on to be you know huge actors. Yeah, well, I I, I, I Loretta and I do cameos on the cameos. <laughs> 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 I had to take myself off of the uh, off the availability because I'm here in in uh, Tampa and I. And, uh, you know, we'll be so busy doing other things. But, yeah, that's that's a wonderful thing. you got to keep busy, and you got to love what you're doing. And yeah. you, you love who, – who is your – how did you get into the business, if I may ask? Did you yeah. have somebody that was heroes that you listened to? And So, no. Like most things that happened, this happened by accident. I wanted to do, to, like, behind the scenes in TV and movies. I wasn't really 100% sure. And then while getting ready to go to college to study that, I took an internship in radio and then ended up being uh, 30 years later still doing this. But this is absolutely the thing that I enjoy the most. I'm a natural talker. I'm naturally inquisitive. And and to then I recognize an opportunity. I mean, I'm not to be too much of a butt kisser, but to have watched you on television and, and your uh, fantastic show for so long and then get the opportunity to ask all the questions that I always wondered over the years. This is the, this is the best job ever. Well, that's it. That's it. you know. I wrote a book, and I said, you know, you you have to have a a a calling. It's like uh, you know, being a rabbi or a priest or a nun or something. Because most of the time, you you're out of a job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, you're always auditioning, you know, to try to get the next job. And so you have to love what you do, and that's the thing. I, I know I I worked with so many wonderful actors, and and uh, one of the last uh, things that I did was. Uh, thing that uh, Ernie Borgnine, you remember Ernest Borgnine? Of course, yeah. Yeah, big Academy Award winner and everything else. And Ernie and I did a uh, a, a movie for uh, TV. And uh, Ernie said the reason he got into TV, he said he was this big uh, star in, in, in pictures. And there was a kid that made a delivery to his house. 
And the kid didn't know who he was. And he mm. says, what do you mean you don't know? He says, he says, I don't go to the movies, sir. He says, I, you have to pay money to go movies. I watch television, <laughs> but that's free and that's in my house. So as soon as Ernie heard that, he got on the uh, on the phone to his agent. He says, I want a TV series. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> and that's how he got Mikhail's baby because, you know, it's, again, uh, you become famous. You're you're in people's homes. You know, oh, they, sure. you're part of your, they're part of their families. You're a hundred percent. And then, uh, over the years, you wonder what happened to those people. It, now, uh, Klinger was a fan of the Toledo mud hens, correct? Oh, yes, of course. Well, that, that came about because, uh, uh, a couple of the writers came from some of the areas where the mud hens played. And of course, I mean, what, what baseball team would be called the mud hens? You know, right. actually it had to come from Toledo and there would be somebody that Klinger would probably like with that kind of funny name. Are you so a, they decided to bring that into the uh, into the show. Are you a baseball fan at all? Yes. Oh, yeah. I love baseball. Uh, I, the, uh, very much so. In the studio. I live, uh, uh, my yes. house is, that wasn't too far from Tommy Lasorda's, uh, who was the uh, you know, manager of the sure. Dodgers for many years. Uh, his uh, his family lived a couple of doors from us where, where my wife and I are. And I used to see Tommy all the time and uh, Ben Scully, wonderful Broadcast. I still talk to Ross Porter. You remember Ross Porter? We used to do the uh, uh, color for the, uh, the for the Dodgers. The Dodgers, yeah. And uh, I grew up watching. I loved the Pittsburgh Pirates. I loved Ralph Kiner and yeah. uh, I, of course Cleveland Indians. You know Bob Feller, Early Win, uh, Bob Lemon. We had uh, three or four Satchel Page, uh, twenty game winners. Uh, in the studio with us right now is a perfect game pitcher from the New York Yankees, uh, my friend David Wells, who hung around because he is also a fan of MASH, and he wanted to say hi to, say hi to uh, Jamie Farr, David. Mr. Farr, how are you? This is David Wells. You are an unbelievable actor, person, and I am thrilled to be here in your presence. Hello? Way to go, Dave. Wow, I just, <laughs> I just oh, shoot him up. I, he, probably, he probably passed out from all the ex, the great words. It says he's still there. Nothing dropped. Everything's, I haven't touched anything. Oh, man. Oh, my Lord. Oh, no. I'm the one. <laughs> you, you, you killed Jamie Farr. Oh, no. No <laughs> way. I'll bring him back. I'll I bring wonder, him back. I wonder if he even, is it still connected, Carmen? One second, I'm trying to... Okay, okay. I blame Gio. It is, <laughs> it is not now, no. Do you All right, can you back? try and call him back? Yeah, I don't want to leave it then. What a nice guy, right? Wow. Wow, I just... Gio, your mic's not on. I guess, I guess he doesn't like the Yankees. <laughs> <laughs> I refuse to talk to a Yankee. He's a mud uh, he, You know, it's a, he's a Tigers affiliate. Uh, what, that... Uh, what a what a guy get it together for eighty nine years old. He sounds like he's Dude. in his forties. Yeah. And when I went into Ruth Eckert Hall, saw uh, Barbara Eden yeah, a yeah, few yeah. months ago. Same way, she really? is like on top of everything. Oh, she's got didn't be. miss a How beat. How old do you think she is? She's ninety two years old. Shut up. And beautiful as can be. Would you still take a shot at her? Oh hell yeah! yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she was so wonderful and very nice. I went back and met her. She signed couple things for me i signed a perfect game ball for her. oh that's cool all that let yeah. me tell you uh and i'm talking to the younger generation out there and i don't know spanish if you've ever watched it but mash is one of the funniest goddamn shows you will ever you will ever I've see got every episode yeah i mean it, 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 it it's on hulu and it's on everywhere else you can stream it for free i put it on every once in a while and just watch an old episode frank burns was such a great character and the the fact that him and Hawkeye hated each other. Like they used to go back and forth at each other. And 
was just such a great uh, contest between the two of them. I really enjoyed that show, and I think that it was responsible for a lot of the sitcoms that came afterwards. A lot of people copied that formula. What happened? Uh, he, got this, he just called me and goes, what happened? Was uh, I a big flop and you don't like it? <laughs> <laughs> I go, no, 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 no. No, David scared him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it's not letting me call him back, so I think the phones went down. Uh, oh. Our phones? Yes. Of course. Oh, Jesus Christ. He can try and call back in, but it's not allowing me to call out to him on any of the lines. All right, don't worry about it. We'll yeah. just apologize to him. But I will remind you that uh, the Comic-Con is happening this weekend at the Convention Center in Tampa. And if you are a fan of uh, look it up online. It's not just Smash, obviously. It's uh, all the Comic-Con vendors, all that stuff. But it's, there's a lot of folks from television that are there and a lot an opportunity to get multiple characters. I'm pissed. Well, you scared away our guests. I, I, what do you want? I'm pissed. I didn't get to hear him say my name. <laughs> what an ego. Um, <laughs> did you tell him? Just yeah, let yeah, him know yeah. so he doesn't think we just hung him, hung him out to dry there. Uh, all right, we got to take a break. We are way behind on commercials. Before we go to break, I want to remind everybody. What do I want to remind them, Spanish? That Zero Res, carpet, tile, air duct cleaning, they will come to your home and they will get things insanely clean with their patented ZR water. Uh, they'll get them there. They'll do your tile, your upholstery, your carpets, whatever you need. All you need to do is go to ZeroResTampa.com. That's ZeroResTampa.com, Z-E-R-O. REZTampa.com. Schedule right there online and mention my name, Mike Calta. You get 15% off all the services. That's everything, even the air duct cleaning. 15% off all services when you book now is ZeroResTampa.com. The kids are getting ready to go back to school. They've been making your house look like trash all summer. Get it all insanely clean with my friends at ZeroRes. ZeroResTampa.com. Mention Mike Calta. 15% off all services. We'll take a quick break. It's the Mike Calta Show. This is 1025 The Bone. The Mike Kelta Show on 102.5 The Bone. Is it October yet? We're ready for hockey. 